Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. This is going to be a verse-by-verse edition of the Grace Point Daily Podcast with Dr. R.B. Maynard. It's been a minute or two since we've done a Grace Point Daily Podcast. We've been doing all kinds of different live streams and stuff like that, and we kind of stepped away a little bit from the podcast, so we got to get back to it, Dr. Maynard. Yes, it has been a while. I think probably first part of April. Yeah, was the last you one. had your, uh, but you, you know, we did some of your Sunday school videos right. and so it's been kind of weird, but yeah, we're, we're navigating through the yeah. process. Back to normal, whatever <laughs> normal it, is. It's not for a lack of not doing videos. We've done tons of live right. videos and all kinds of things, but back into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. So thank you to all of you that are listening. We got it on Grace Point Live right now, but we encourage you, whether it's Apple iTunes or we'll, we'll post a link later on. You can listen to the official Grace Point Daily Podcast. And we want to get back into it because I hadn't really checked the numbers either lately, but we are just now surpassing the 10,000 mark wow 10k play that is amazing over 16 uh 16 i think 16 ish countries 16 or 17 countries the grace one daily podcast has been listened to so praise the lord so if i go to belgium they're gonna say hey aren't you yeah rick maynard maybe you know it's a small world it's it's definitely a small (laughs) world i've had some random interaction before i can think of two stories i remember one time i had a friend of mine going down to texas and he's going down to some big conference down there and i said oh man i'm really big down there i said just ask ask you know just Mm -hmm. tell him you know me Mm -hmm. and so he was at this conference talking to someone and he did that just for fun he's like hey do you Mm -hmm. know jeremiah johnson he's like oh yeah and it was like me that jeremiah and there was just some connection through ministry or whatever but he actually knew me one of the weirdest moments i ever had at one time i was in haiti this is like back in the day we were doing a mission strip in haiti and we were out i mean port-au-prince is the capital city Mm -hmm. in haiti and so we were not in the urban area we were out like six hours away from Port-au-Prince. We were up kind of in a mountainous location, more of a rural type setting. And we were uh, doing project outreach. We were showing the Jesus film, but then also we were doing some like census type work, hiking through the mountains to like figure out people who they are, their families. Anyway, we're just hiking through I mean, we're, we're pulling back big banana mm-hmm. leaf type jungle type stuff. And, and all of a sudden there's a guy that I hadn't seen for 15 years that was like, you know, I mean, it was the weirdest thing. It was oh, like, yeah. hey, hey, how's it going? You know, it was like, it was so weird. Like, hey, I haven't seen you for 15 years, but this is kind of awesome that we're just right. randomly walking into each other oh, I know. in the jungle in Haiti right now, yep. you know, so it I've is a small you, world. You better be careful what you do because <laughs> you never know when you're going to run into somebody that knows. Yes, so, absolutely. Yep. Verse by verse, we go through the Bible. And so we do want to let you know that we're getting back into the groove of our podcast life. But then as well, the other little wrinkle or change that we're making is because you don't have your Sunday school on Sunday mornings at Grace Point, you're going to be teaching on Wednesday nights. Right. So yeah. that'll be amazing. That will be. Well, great. Well, great. I'm, not I'm expecting great things. Back, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so the duo, I'll lead worship uh, and set the stage and then you'll get up there. And, yeah. and that's far better. Home. That's far better than me <laughs> leading worship and you getting up there. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so anyway. All right. Let's get into okay. it, brother. Okay. Dr. R.B. Maynard, ladies and gentlemen. First Kings 12, 9. And it has been a little bit, so you may have to backtrack a little and see where we're at. But this is... Uh, when uh, Rehoboam and Jeroboam, and we've talked about this before, that they were kind of, you know, one time they were good, one time they were not so good, one time they worked for the good guy, the other time, <laughs> I mean, it's bouncing back and forth. It's a little hard to keep track of, but uh, but this is uh, Rehoboam, and he's asking some advice from some guys about 
how he should handle this situation. And it's it's very political. We've talked about this. When you're in the Book of Kings, it's talking about the transfer of power and leadership. And it really does, you can just almost see it play out in today's politics, the way things uh, the way things work. So, so anyway, he asked them, it says, uh, he asked them, what is your advice? How should we answer these people who say to me, lighten the yoke your father put on us? And he had already been to, it says he asked the elders. Uh, it would be as if coming to the church and maybe feeling like, I, you know, I, I want to talk to the deacon. I want to meet the deacon board and ask them how they feel about this. And so, you know, he's okay, you know, you can come in and talk to the deacon board about this, see how they feel about it, because you want some wisdom from somebody you feel like has some wisdom. But uh, but they're talking about lighten the yoke that your father put on us, which is a stretch, and we'll talk about that a little bit more here in a minute. But And he, he doesn't mention what the elders told him. He just comes to these guys that are friends of his. They're about 40 years old. Um, so he didn't really like what the elders told him. And, and isn't that typical mm-hmm. of people? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't like that advice, so I'm going to go talk to somebody that maybe will tell me what I want to hear. Yep. And, uh, and so that's what, I mean, that's what he's doing here. Uh, and the elders that he had talked to, it's not even about the age. Again, it would be if you came to the deacon board, not because they were all 80-year-old guys full of wisdom because they were old guys, because young men can have a lot of wisdom too, you know, mm-hmm. by experiences and and just a gift of wisdom that God has given them. So, uh, so it had to do with um, maturity, not about and and in those days the elder was considered the elder because he was very knowledgeable in the Torah. So, if you want advice from people about spiritual things, you should be asking people who know about spiritual things. I mean, mm-hmm. talk to the pastor, talk to the deacon, talk to the Sunday school teacher, whatever it may be, someone you feel like has some knowledge of the word, not just an opinion about what they think about it. And so uh, so it says the young man who had grown up with him, this is verse 10 and 11, uh, who had grown up with him replied, tell these people who have said to you, your father put a heavy yoke on us, but make our yoke lighter. He says, tell them, my little finger is thicker than your father's waist. My father laid on you a heavy yoke. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. So this is the counsel they get from these young mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. It's like, well, you think it was bad before. You know, you wait till I <laughs> get in power. If you want to complain, wait till, wait till you see what I can do about all this. And so it's a... Uh, you know, and again, it's not true. I mean, these things that these guys are are claiming are not even true. Uh, they're not just giving counsel, but they're putting words in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Say this, say this, do this. Uh, it's not about well, let us think about it, and what about this? And, you know, counsel is usually, again, uh, in a in a board meeting, you have a discussion, and maybe somebody changes their mind because well, I didn't think about it that way. You know, but that's not. Uh, that's not the way um, he was working, and there was already an assumption that he had won the election. And, uh, you know, I loved it, and again, whether you're a Trump fan or whatever your political views are, it doesn't matter, but I did love the fact that everyone was so <laughs> yeah. adamant that Donald Trump was never going to be right. yep. the president. And, yes. And they've even showed some clips recently 
you know, backtracking where different mm-hmm. ones. He's never, you know, start, I mean, he's never going to be the president. Mm-hmm. I loved it the next morning when we got up and those guys just were jaw dropped. Yeah. Well, that. that that night, I still remember uh, the, the one time I, I do enjoy the political season is like election night. I stay up mm-hmm. and kind of watch. And I remember uh, Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. at the time had rented a huge facility right. and had fireworks ready to go. I mean, there was a packed mm-hmm. thousands of people ready for the coronation, right. if you will. And just uh, they had to send them all home that night because <laughs> the inevitable. But hey, I, if you would ask me for or how many years ago, five years ago, Donald mm-hmm. President Trump be Trump. I would have said no. That's I know. Happen. I thought there's no way he's yeah. ever gonna. You know, I I just kept saying Hillary's going to be the next president. Yeah. You know, because I didn't believe it. But anyway, we'll we'll move on from I'm, there. I'm but. just wrestling with reality <laughs> that Bernie's not going to be my president. He's I, my guy. I know, really. I mean, how could you not? How could you not? Want? But anyway, we better we better move on from there. Oh, but, he's a really good Christian. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> the the rabbis, and, and again, you have these. Uh, uh, traditions, I guess, and and I know a lot of things they say, the rabbis say, the rabbis say, but these were guys, it's not like just some random uh, preacher that, you know, we don't get together and say, well, uh, you know, Brother Perkins and and uh, Pastor Jeremiah got together, and this is what they say, so that's the gospel mm-hmm. truth, because those got two guys, yep. these would be guys that would be uh, respected by everyone in other words what they said it wasn't necessarily the law or the gospel but it's kind of the same principle of of uh, getting together to to decide the canon what what books would be in the bible these guys Mm -hmm. were that highly respected that some of the things that they said were like well you know that's that is the spiritual guideline so Mm -hmm. so what they said about that it says if youth if youths tell you to build and elders tell you to destroy, listen to the elders and not to the youths. I mean, it was just a given that that's just not the way uh, things should go. And and Rehoboam should know that. And these youths, his friends, they mm-hmm. should know that. Uh, but they're going around the system to try to get their own uh, way. The revi- the advice was uh, ridiculous advice. I mean, what they were trying to, to tell them to do was just foolishness. Yeah. I mean... It, they would be uh, in our time. They would be on Facebook. Somebody would record these guys mm-hmm. and and make a mockery out of them for how ridiculous yeah. they're. Or somebody that thought they were right would be posting their opinion about. Yeah. Oh, look what he did to these guys. You know. So. And there, uh, you know, as I get older, you know, there's a validity to age, the value of age, in that in that sense yeah. that there's you know things that. And it's not always age. I'll give you an example. Uh, parenting, you know, being mm-hmm. a parent. There are people that that don't have kids. Right. I'm not saying that they're less wise than us. I just, one of the things I always find hilarious is when you hear people that don't have kids mm-hmm. talking as if they just are experts. Right. In parenting. Oh, yeah. And uh, you, bro, you don't, you do not, you don't even know. Mm-hmm. Just, just that's one you should probably be silent on. Right. <laughs> and so many people that want to tell you how to run the church don't yeah. go to church. Right. Yeah. I mean, they don't know how it works, but. Mm-hmm. But like anyway. those deacons that come in once a month and they, they tell me what to do. I would, oh, I know. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I know about kids. I know about twins, so I can give you good yeah, advice amen. about twins. So, but, um, 
you know, he would never be as good as Solomon. That was kind of the what those guys were trying to say, which again was a, a low blow to his dad, his granddad. Uh, not just about it's not politics in general. Now it's family mm-hmm. that you're that you're talking about. And I, you know, I wrote down because it's it's those things like little kids would say. You know, my dad can beat up your dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I could whip you with one hand tied behind my back. You couldn't fight your way out of a wet paper bag. I mean, you know, we've heard those sayings. Well, that's kind of what these guys, you know, my little, tell him my little finger is better than, <laughs> or bigger than my father's thigh. Well, that was probably a saying of those yeah, days right. like we had Are you now. referring to Kelly Stevens by all these comments you're throwing out there right now? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, yeah, I don't like to mention any <laughs> names, but initials are KS. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, uh, it right. was it was disrespectful for Rehoboam to speak about Solomon. I mean, he's talking about his own father, and not only father, but the king. Again, you know, if you want to relate these things to politics today, you know, Donald Trump, his his children have been mm-hmm. part of the political scene. Uh, it would be, you know, detrimental and and I don't know what you call it, but anyway, for them to stand up and instead of supporting their dad. You know, to stand up and start joining the other side, mm-hmm. you know, and criticizing right. yeah. and speaking from the inside kind of thing. So, so that's what's going on here. Um, and, and and they had the example that they had. Solomon never spoke um, bad about David. David never spoke evil of Saul. I mean, those guys were respectful of that position. I mean, if you think about David. And what he could have done to Saul, I mean, he could have killed Saul. Mm-hmm. And everybody would have yes. thought that was okay. Right. But, you know, he's the one who said, I won't touch God's anointed. Mm-hmm. You know, and so so for Rehoboam in this situation, it's not, he has no excuse. He had a good father to teach him how you should treat those above. And he had a good grandfather to tell him, to show him by example. How to, You know he's heard the stories about David and Saul and those kind of things. So so he had good example. He had good teaching. He, he knew the Torah, should have known the Torah, should have known what the Word said, but he still is in this position. Well, I think I'm just going to ask my buddies what they think we should do here. Yeah. You know? And you can always find people. I, I don't care who you are. You, you can always find people that will join your side. I mean, Facebook is one of those things. <laughs> it can be great. Mm-hmm. But... What do you do? You get likes on things that you say or things that you post, and you know, and then you get people that are. I, I honestly, I hid someone yesterday, not because they had a different opinion, but it was just swearing and oh, okay, yeah, this blankety blank president, and you know, the, and it's like <laughs> you know, I'm okay if somebody doesn't agree with me about whether we should wear mm-hmm. a mask or whether we should social distance i mean all these things we're dealing with now not everybody agrees on that that's okay yeah but this guy was just you know i mean calling the president names and tired of all this blank blank and yeah it's like you know i'm just i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit there and read that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. you can click that off and you don't have yeah. to read those kind of things yeah so um but what uh, you know what he should have said he should have been you know, you guys, how can you say this after all my dad has done? How can you say this after all my grandfather? And I just listed, I mean, 
the temple being built, the economy was good. We've talked about that there was hardly any unemployment. Everybody was working, and and there was hardly any taxes. So all these things those guys were saying. I mean, there was peace in the land. There was low unemployment, all those things. But yet, and, and someone said that here a while back, I've never heard in all the press conferences and things that I've ever heard, I've never heard one of the media people say, President, you're you're doing a good job. <laughs> Not yeah. one time. And so uh, these things, they you forget about all the good that someone mm-hmm. has done. And, man, that one thing can stand out. I think you mentioned it one of the either the morning uh, wake up, wake grace, up point. grace point. There's a Check plug, it out, 7.30. Yes. Every morning. Every morning. Or sometimes 740, 7.42 if I'm late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all sitting there. Where are you, Pastor? Yeah. He overslept this morning. But um, but uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, we'll move on. Saying good <laughs> things about uh, someone, the president. No one ever said anything good about a president. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we better move on because I'll just sit here and think about it, and I can't remember where it's at now. We took a sidetrack yeah. there, but um, but all those things uh, and politics haven't changed today. You know, that's the way. If you make the other guy look bad, you know, it. Uh, I've said many times we are the Pharisees because what did the Pharisees say? I'm glad I'm not like him. Mm-hmm. That was one of their <laughs> favorite lines, and you yeah. know. I usually don't complain about somebody if I have that same problem. I mean, I may have it, but I think I don't. Mm-hmm. Or I wouldn't. Why would I say something bad about somebody else if I was doing the same thing? So we all think we're. I don't do. I'm glad I'm not like them. Mm-hmm. That's that's the the line that we repeat. So anyway, that's what they're um, uh, what they're doing. And and Rehoboam, the the friends of uh, Rehoboam in this situation. I mean, they're talking about. Uh, rods and what you use to hit horses and and sticks uh, with thorns or bur- or burrs. That's what they were talking about with scorpions. In other words, this is this is what I'll, they did this to you, but this is what I'll do to you if you people don't you know listen to to what I say. And again, politics today. <laughs> I mean, is that not the way? Uh, is we'll lock you down, we'll arrest you, we'll fine yeah. you, we'll uh, you know you think things are bad before. You know, way do you see what what we can do to you here? And so, regardless of how you feel about it, you know what yeah, your opinion like, is. It's like my what is, uh, I have to resist that strategy, right? As a pastor, when mm-hmm. someone complains about something, oh, if you didn't like that, then wait, oh, you're yeah, gosh, yeah. I do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't like that song, well, I'm going to play it every Sunday yeah. now. <laughs> oh, you think that was too loud? You wait till I turn it up. Yeah, that was nothing. So. <laughs> But anyway, we'll read on 12, uh, 12, 12 through 14. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to Rehoboam. As the king had said, come back to me in three days. The king answered the people harshly, rejecting the advice given him by the elders. He followed the advice of the young men and said, my father made your yoke heavy. I will, hang on. <laughs> I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. So, uh, you know, everything that uh, that went against what David and Solomon, uh, everything that what uh, it doesn't tell us what the elders said, but it was not this. And he rejected their advice and went to what he thought was, or his buddies, you know. Well, he probably thought, well, his buddies would say, well, why would you even ask us if you're not going to do what we tell you? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, uh, we get that, I mean, peer pressure. 
Yeah. We talk about peer pressure and bullying now like it's something that's new. I mean, it's not new. I mean, those things have been going on for generations. The only difference was when I was a kid, you just punch somebody if they bully. I mean, you know, (laughs) now that's that's not proper. So don't punch anybody. In the face. Yeah, I don't want (laughs) to. You know, we feel like it many times. But um, the only thing he left out, he didn't tell them, my little finger is thicker than my father's loins. Um, He had maybe a little restraint there (laughs) to not go that far to, to really get involved with um, um, his father's uh, ridiculing his father and his grandfather. But, um, and, and you know, the thing I just, I wrote this little side note on there that it's not always necessary to say the things you think. Right. And, and there are people who just find that (laughs) if they think it, it just has to come out of their mouth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it usually has to do with, something i'm not right i just feel this way about so i've just got to let you know that you know that uh, you know uh, your hat looks really stupid right you know i mean (laughs) why do i have to say that Mm -hmm. i mean why can i not just leave that alone yeah if you really want my opinion about your hat you'll you'll ask me what i think yeah you know and i'm like well i don't really like black but hey you know that's that's fine but there we just think it's necessary to voice our opinion, and we've talked about that even recently. Yeah, I like this, but I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Or that was a good that man. He really preached a good sermon today. It was a little long, you know. It just seems like we can't leave it with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, we can't praise somebody <laughs> for what they've done without, you know, making excuse for the one bad thing. It was a little long, or. Or man, I was glad to be back to church today, but boy, it was sure was cold in there. Yeah. You know, those we just have to we just <laughs> yep. have to say it. One I don't know thing. what it is. You know, that we can forget all those good things, but uh and you know, the old thing you just had to go there. You mm-hmm. know, you just couldn't <laughs> let it go. But um the and and the thing about it, he was pretty calm until he talked to these guys. He wasn't all bent out of shape, but then he begins to speak harsh and you know, his probably his tone changed, and and I've been accused of that because I have such a strong voice that I've been talking about things, and later somebody said, "Oh, you really, you know, you hurt my feelings," or you, and it's like I, I'm not making light of that. I I understand that because I have a strong voice, mm-hmm. and but sometimes it's a tone or something that comes through your voice that makes someone think you were being mean about yeah. it. And it wasn't that at all. You were just, <laughs> I was just talking. I wasn't, you know, right. trying to be yep. rude or mean about it or demanding or whatever. But verse 15, so the king did not listen to the people for this turn of events was from the Lord to fulfill the word of the Lord had spoken to Jeroboam, son of Nabat, through Ahijah the Shelanite. Um, it's good to listen to people and to listen to advice, but we always say majority rules, and that is true, but majority is not always right. And again, we can go back to presidential. I'm sure there's people who did not want Donald Trump in there that would say, well, I know the majority ruled, but you know the majority wasn't right. Well, I could have said the same thing if Hillary Clinton would have won. I, I know the majority was right, but or the majority rules, but the majority wasn't right. <laughs> 
in that situation. So it doesn't mean, you know, and it's a tough thing when you're dealing with trying to find God's will mm-hmm. because you can ask advice, you can do all the right things, but you still have to at some point say, okay, uh, you know, I've taken all those things into account and now yeah. I have to make a decision. Right. And, and uh, instead of being swayed by all those people, well, I don't know, this guy was probably right or that guy was probably right. And we look at things, uh, if, if it turns out right, it must have been God's will. Mm-hmm. That's not always the case because right. you're looking at a case right here where it says, yeah. uh, for this turn of events was from the Lord. Well, it's not a great turn of events necessarily. Um, it, it, it goes all the way back to, if you look at uh, Pharaoh in the time of Moses, he kept he wasn't going to let the people go. And, uh, you know, and it says uh, that the Lord hardened his heart. And that's a whole theological thing. God does not harden mm-hmm. people's hearts. We yeah. always have a choice. Yeah. But in in some of these cases, these people make decisions like that, and it's we say, well, that wasn't God's will because it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. You know, I I've used this example many times, and I won't tell it as a big long story. But I bought a house one time. I remodeled that house. It was probably one of the best deals that I ever made. It was early in my building remodeling and stuff but i bought i bought this house remodeled it i sold it and this is 30 years ago probably i made sixteen thousand five hundred dollars on that house and the way that i made sixteen five is the girl who bought it had another little house and i took her house was listed for sixteen five the numbers worked out i basically got her house for the labor of working on that other house i still have that house today 30 years later Mm-hmm. It's still rented every month, you know. So not only did I get the house for my labor, but I've gotten all these years of, of rent. So it was a great deal. I bought the house next door to that house. And, you know, I prayed over both those houses. <laughs> I said, yeah. Lord, you know, if this mm-hmm. is your will, make it work, whatever. And I went in and remodeled. They were probably both built by the same people because they were similar houses. And when I got that house done, I, I was on the market a year and when I sold it, I broke even. So I got nothing for my yeah. labor. And these <laughs> yeah. were two houses side by side. Well, most people would say, well, the first one you were in God's will, the second one you were out mm-hmm. of God's will yeah. because you didn't make any money. I I don't believe that. For I hate it that I didn't make any money. Right. But yeah. maybe it's just like this situation that it says that was in God's plan for whatever reason mm-hmm. to make this to make this work. I've had many instances in my life where that's that has happened, and you cannot just say because financially it worked out, it was God's will, and financially it didn't work out, so it wasn't God's will. So, I think it's a good lesson too regarding that you know that, that God's will is going to be done. That you know God's will, <clears throat> excuse me, supersedes bad decision making. Right, right. That you know that I think sometimes we think. Uh, you know, if we make a bad decision or, 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 or somehow God is dependent upon us right. to flush out his will in some regards, he is in other regards, God's like, no, like you, you could make all the wrong decisions, mm-hmm. but my will will still be done in the right. context of humanity in the context of the church. Right. You know, you can make good or bad decisions. So then, you know, flip side could be, well, man, I'm guess I'm just not needed then, you know, we're still right. needed, but it just shows you 
that God can still, I guess in the context, if I just reduce it to individual life, I can say, well, man, if, if I make the wrong decision or I know God's still mm-hmm. working and he can still work and he can work around and he can work right. around. So that can give me some sense of peace and comfort to just, obviously the goal is to say, Lord, I want your will to be right. done. But right. I guess if I don't walk in it in perfection, I know that you can still work. Right. Right. We can get off the path and bring us back to the path. And, and so don't base every decision in your life as to whether if it worked out, it was God. If it didn't work out, it wasn't God. Because, uh, you know, I, I don't think God, again, we have this perception of God sitting up there just, you know, rubbing his hands, wondering if we're going to do the right thing. And, you know, I think something, and I know people people know me well enough that are listening, except that guy in Belgium that we're talking about. But yeah. People Digibuti. know me well enough that, um, they know when I say, I think there's times when God's up there like, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes we're asking things like, and I know it's crazy, but, you know, <laughs> what color socks should I wear today? Do yeah. you think the Lord is like, well, blue, I guess. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I think there's things that he's given us wisdom and and decision. And I think there's even times when I say, Lord, should I buy this house or this house? I think he's like, you know what? I love you, and whichever house you buy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bless you in that. So, you know, mm-hmm. quit worrying yeah. that you're gonna buy the wrong house. <laughs> you know, use the, the wisdom, the knowledge, the things that I've given you in your life to, to know about that. Use those things. Buy the house. Yeah. You know, so it's. Not, I don't mean to say God doesn't care, but I do think there are times when He's like, I'm gonna bless you either way. Yeah, it's not always. I don't think it's always this way is God's will. This way is not God's will. Mm-hmm. I think, and God's not reactive. I think that's the. He's not sitting up there. Oh man, I didn't see that coming. Right? Yeah. You yeah, know, knee jerk reactions. Now, now what am I going to do? Now, how am I going to, you know, change things around because he bought the wrong house or he married the wrong girl or you know all those things that you could you could pray about and. God's like, you know what? I've given you, you know, you fell in love with that girl. Marry the girl. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's not about everything working out or not working out because these things, it says it's to fulfill the word of the Lord, and it wouldn't appear that way to us because there's too much going on. There's too much confusion um, to all of this. But, um, you know, the will of God sometimes is a, it is a tough thing. I want to know, but many times I think, and Stella and I have said it when we're talking about buying a house or selling a house or those kind of things, you know, is God, is God just not happy with me? I mean, why is this, (laughs) why is this not happening? Did I, did I buy that house out of the will of God, you know? And uh, so we look at all those things and let me just read and we'll kind of wrap up with this, but. Uh, out of some of the commentary in talking about this scripture where it's, it's talking about wrong decisions, but yet it was in God's plan or whatever. Uh, some of them say that God clouded his reasoning, that he confused the friends or prevented them from reasoning the way they should have to, to bring it about. Now, I, I, that doesn't mean to say that we're just pawns and he just 
moves us around and makes us mm-hmm. do things because we do have our free will. Isaiah 44, 25 says, He sends the wise men backwards and makes their knowledge foolish. Talking about what God does sometimes. And so even though you're wise, if if God needs to turn those things, then he's going to turn some things. He's going to make situations happen that people will. He doesn't make us think differently. He doesn't force us to do things. But he can make situations that cause us to think wrongly or or whatever to bring about uh, his will. And mm. I know that's if we had a call in, we'd probably the phone would be <laughs> ringing right now. But well, yeah, uh, God's making you think things and do things that you don't really yeah. want to do. But. Um, but we'll finish up. Rehoboam had every opportunity to do the right thing. He was raised right. He was a, a son of Solomon. He was a grandson of, of David. All of those things, he had every opportunity to do the right thing, to not get out of the will of God. But he chose to listen to some mm-hmm. 40-year-old friends yeah. instead of good godly I, advice. And I think that's really, I, I, in a sense, I think that's more the point, really, is that when you're walking when you're walking with God with a good heart and right spirit, all those kind of, he doesn't have to cloud your judgment and right. and work. That that happening was not a result of like now today I have to randomly worry about like, oh, is is God controlling me right, right now? Right. Oh no, or is this my thought, or is this God forcing this on mm-hmm. me? Is really more the reality it was his disobedient heart right. that right. that caused God to have to do that right. stuff to bring about his will. That's where God's God's mercy and grace comes into our our lives when we're not blatantly disobedient. Now, when we are, then we do take our life and life into our own hands. Mm-hmm. You were talking about the prodigal son this morning. Yeah, I mean, he decided to yep. separate himself from God, he or from his father. He decided to go his own way to spend all of his money. I mean, he made all those decisions. God was still merciful for him to come back, mm-hmm. but God didn't just go out there and say, "Well, don't worry, but everything's going to be fine." He waited. And he was merciful yeah. to come back. But uh, but anyway, we better wrap it up there. So, Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Grace One Daily Podcast, verse by verse. Dr. R.B. Maynard, we're back in it. We'll be back in the groove every here, every week uh, on the podcast, on Facebook Live. We're going to be doing that kind of thing. So please, if you like this, share this with someone. Uh, like and share on the podcast, on the platform there, Anchor, Apple, iTunes, whatever you listen to. You guys are awesome. We'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs>